Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... We've got good news. The world is open again, and people like you, people of faith, are traveling to Catholic sites around the world. Want to travel with exceptional Catholic leaders this fall, next year, or in the future? Are you looking to see specific sites, celebrate traditional Latin Mass, or travel to destinations without vaccine requirements? We are here to help you deepen your faith on pilgrimage. Give us a call at 1-800-842-4842 or visit us online at selectinternationaltours.com. Select International Tours is your pilgrimage company, and we have the perfect Catholic trip for you. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Welcome to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jigris, distributed through Breadbox Media. I am joined today by the I guess you call yourselves the the editors, the writers of this beautiful Catholic wedding planner. For those watching us on video, I'm holding it up now. It is breathtaking. If not watching us, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. I highly recommend you click on it to see the cover, but also to learn more about it. We have Mary Beth Giltner. I hope I said that right, Mary Beth. I meant to ask you that before. And Rebecca Martin. Um, Rebecca, I'm sorry, I'm from Boston. So you're Rebecca. You know, I grew up with a, a religious sister who is from, as she would describe it, the wrong side of the tracks in Brooklyn. So I am very familiar with having my name pronounced that way. You're very <laughs> familiar with being Rebecca Martin. Rebecca. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then and then there's no R's, Martin. So anyway, it's, <laughs> it's so nice to have you both here. I've been blessed to meet you both in, in person. So it's nice to see you. It's been a few years. Uh, since I've got to be with you. Now I have to tell you, we're going to be talking today about the Catholic Wedding Planner, now out from our Sunday visitor with Mary Beth and Rebecca. And I'll tell you both, I got married 32 years ago. But when I opened the mail and saw this beautiful planner, such a rush of emotions and memories came rushing back. I still have my, my wedding planner. It wasn't uh, as thorough as yours. It wasn't Catholic. I was Catholic and did, praise God, have a sacramental marriage, but I was 21 years old, so I barely was Catholic at that point. <laughs> like, I wanted to be, but I didn't know enough. Anyway, so tell us a little bit about what um, brought this idea to, to fruition. What, what made you both want to write a Catholic wedding planner? Sure, I can take that first, and then I'm going to let Rebecca uh, talk Please. more because she wrote more than I did. <laughs> but we actually started talking about this idea in my second year at OSV, so even before Rebecca got there, um, just looking around at what was available on the market for women who were preparing for marriage and seeing that while there was some stuff out there, there wasn't anything that brought it all together. Um, it was very spiritual focused if it was Catholic, or it was very nitty gritty details focus if it was not Catholic. Um, and you could find some websites that helped bring it together. I mean, Spoken Bride is amazing. Um, but we thought, well, what about a book that can bring it all together uh, for that bride who is trying to be a faithful Catholic, but also put together a beautiful wedding. Um, and so that that was the genesis of the idea. Uh, and then it 
was an ongoing conversation until Rebecca showed up and said, well, let's make it happen. So <laughs> at that point we said, okay, we're really going to do this. Um, so it's, it's been a long time in the making. It's so great to see it in the flesh. That's <laughs> best books. I'm sorry, go ahead, Rebecca. I was going to say, and I had a very, very patient editor uh, <laughs> making sure that it did get done. <laughs> Let me guess, Mary Beth, your editor by any chance? <laughs> so um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this or not, but uh, during the process of creating this book, you both got married. <laughs> It is true. Yeah. <laughs> so we started working on this and I piped up with, oh, I've helped run weddings before I can write, I can write a wedding planner, no problem. Uh, and then about, I, it wasn't long after we started really working on it that Mary Beth started dating. And then a few months later, I started dating and then we both got engaged and we we're like, well, I guess this is uh, helpful since we're doing a Catholic wedding. <laughs> yes. But, you know, of course, our circumstances were such that both of our weddings were upended by COVID. So we were in the process of planning our weddings and then writing this wedding planner and then having all of our plans completely shifted. So for me personally, that meant we kept it on the date, but we had our close family. And that was it. My sister, who was supposed to be my, my uh, matron of honor, wasn't even able to be there. So it was definitely like completely different than I would have imagined you know, in my plans and working on the planner and everything else. But I think, well, we can talk more about this later, but it ended up being just a completely grace-filled day. Yeah. And in my case, actually, we, uh, neither of us is from this area. So our families were going to have to travel from out of state. So when we realized everything was getting upended, this would have been in early March. Um, and our wedding was set for the end of May, uh, we were praying. And I just remember looking over at uh, Alex, my fiance at the time and saying, so if we can only have 10 people anyway, why are we waiting till May 23rd? How about we pick a feast day we both care about? So we ended up uh, asking oh, our pastor beautiful. and getting married on Divine Mercy Sunday, which was a real gift. So my parents came, we had a close, uh, close friends who were um, my husband's best man and his family. And that was it. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty incredible. And the other beautiful thing is we did a Facebook Live so people who wanted to come could. I figured my sisters would watch it. I can't tell you how many people I barely know who have told me yeah. I was there. <laughs> I, I may have been watching that, Mary Beth. May have been. I Just... love it. I love it so much. It's like people beautiful. I would not have been able to invite were able to be there. So it was well, and, and a handful of local friends. Um, we were we were watching it, but then we actually drove over to the church parking lot, and and were there and cheered and like honked our horns. Yeah, uh, they, so they came out for was happening. So that was I still have a picture of that. That was a really beautiful moment too. Our our priest just told us, "You all need to come with me." <laughs> Is this a part of the ceremony we don't know about? So we go outside, and there's all these people just oh. waving and honking. So it was it was really neat. Very I had cool. a, I actually had a similar moment that I had to tell about because we um, so the um, restrictions were lifted a little bit like the night before our wedding. So that technically we could have 25 people in the church, but at that point it was like, well, pfft, we can't invite anyone at the last minute. So, but when we were um, getting ready, a handful of really close parish friends of just longtime family friends um, showed up. They had been planning to like sit in their cars and watch the live stream, but because the restrictions had been lifted, we were like, come on inside. Like it's totally fine. So we ended up having some extra guests and then we stepped out of the church 
and two moms that I have grown that have just like been mother figures like for my whole lives were on this on the steps with sets of jingle bells and like ringing them when we came out and then they had a sign with balloons and it was just it was just one of those things where you think all of your plans have been thrown out the window and then the moments of, of just grace and joy pop up. Well, as you're speaking, there's so many ideas, of course, thoughts coming to my mind. First, all weddings need to be able to be flexible and that your plans are not always God's plans, which brings me to the other three thoughts I had. You're speaking in these three scripture verses just popped in my head. Isaiah 55, seven through eight, God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are higher than our ways. And then the Allison or Bridge version, I could spend all day trying to figure out God's ways and it's never going to happen. But there are always, as he tells us in Jeremiah 29, always for our good and never for our woe. And the final one, and I, you can tell I spent a little bit of time with these scriptures, is Romans 8.28, that he promises good in every situation for those who love him. And as you're speaking, and I think this would really speak to every bride's heart, that they are going to go, I pray they're going to use your book, and they're going to go through it, and they're going to check off the beautiful checklist. And they're going to do the reflections, which I, I laughed. It's 1 Corinthians 13, which was was at my, spoken at my wedding 32 years ago. It's such a beautiful one, but I love and I want you to, I got to mark here for you to tell us more about why you chose that and how you use it. But at the core of planning a wedding is understanding that you have to be flexible. And it's such great practice for being a wife because <laughs> your plans and the way that being, a, you know, being in a marriage, even 32 years later, we're still working out how things work and how things happen. And mm -hmm. I laugh because now my husband's a deacon, so he can't remarry. So I tell him, you really have to work at this because I'm all you get. <laughs> No other chances. I love it. <laughs> so, so, you know, they tell you right at the first week of deacon class, take care of your wife, guys. This is the last one you'll have, which I really personally find very endearing. But anyway, so let's go to this. Speaking of scripture, now tell us uh, why you included the scripture reflection throughout and why you chose that particular scripture. Sure. So that was actually the first thing I knew we wanted in this planner mm -hmm. because um, so a little bit of my backstory is actually that I discerned religious life for two years before coming to work for OSV and meeting my now husband. And so discernment was always top of mind for me, but especially in the first couple of years at OSV thinking, well, now I'm called to get married, a whole new kind of discernment. What does that even mean? And one of the things that I kept coming back to was, well, it's all about love. It's all about how you receive God's love. It's all about how you give yourself away in love. And so what we really wanted first and foremost was for this wedding planner to be wrapped around the idea of helping a bride form a loving heart for her marriage, not just for her wedding day. And so we wanted to look to women who have some experience, varied levels of experience in married life, which is why we chose these three uh, essay writers, Emily Wilson, Rachel Balducci, and Jenny Eubing, because we wanted um, just to really drive that point home that, that this formation of a loving heart is an ongoing thing. And obviously that first Corinthians passage is very popular for weddings. Sometimes it's the point that people roll their eyes and yet it's the most popular things that are often getting at the deepest reality. And mm. so we thought, let's just dive in bit by bit into what this means. Love is, love is, love is. Um, and I thought those writers did a great job with drawing that out, uh, especially applicable to planning a wedding. So. 
Highly rec uh, highly agree with you. I thought that was such a, a different spin on a wedding planner. Like you said at the beginning of this, again, we're talking today about the Catholic wedding planner, a Sunday visitor. It's kind of getting at the Catholic core plus the nitty gritty of um, planning a wedding. I love that little elevator uh, speech. If, you, if I can explain this to people, now I know how to explain it. Rebecca, what did you think about using when Corinthians? I was lovely. I mean, I, I think really what, what it gets at and really is, is the heart of this whole wedding planner is that as Catholics, we're focused on the sacrament over the spectacle. And so often those two things get upended and it's all about the party and it's all about the externals and we lose the reality of marriage. Um, and so I think using that, that first Corinthians passage kind of as the backbone of the whole book keeps the, you know, even when you're in the nitty gritty, even when you're trying to look at, you know, look at catering quotes, you're still, you're still embedded in the reality of this is about marriage. This is about my vocation. And this is about getting to heaven with my husband. Um, and again, the, tell us a little bit about the structure. I was just going to say, again, talk about the nuts to bolts, um, the nuts, soups to nuts. I'm, I'm messing up kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever analogy you'd like to use to pretty much cover engagement even before that i think it was kind of engagement to post marriage the thank you notes the honeymoon i thought the detail the 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 um content that said honeymoon details a little weird i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> i was i was a little afraid to turn <laughs> i was just a little afraid to turn to <laughs> afraid to turn to that chapter luckily it was nothing what i thought i was going to see thankfully again <laughs> i contemplated i contemplated putting in a section that is probably what you were thinking of but we did decide that that was not necessarily a great idea it's all good but i was just thinking honeymoon details of who's like <laughs> how are you getting there how are you getting there where do you need to pack who's feeding the dog right. perfect i love that <laughs> So how did you decide what would go in here and kind of give us a little bit of the structure of how the the planner looks? I think I can speak to that best. Um, mm -hmm. So what I was pulling from is when I was a senior in college, uh, my roommate, one of my closest friends asked me to be um, her and her fiance's wedding coordinator because they were like, they're like the opposite of organized. Um, <laughs> Brian and Lindsay, I love you, but you're going to agree with me. Um, so I, so they asked me to be the wedding coordinator. So I ended up basically planning a wedding my last semester of senior year in college while writing my thesis. Um, well, we wow. were both actually writing our theses. So uh, that was an adventure, but that was my first, like, let's just give it a shot. Let's plan the wedding. So I did that and then, you know, I helped with my sister's wedding as well and have helped with some other friends. So I was kind of working off of that, what my, my experience and some of my, uh, well, less than functioning, less than well-functional experiences. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I wanted to take the bride really from that first moment of engagement and even before um, up through what I discovered then later, you know, for me is getting married is it's, you can't just stop with the wedding day because then you'll be just totally unprepared, even mentally for yeah. the actual transition into marriage. So that's why I wanted to get into like the honeymoon stuff, get into, um, you know, if you're moving, mm -hmm. get into the paperwork that you have to do after to change your name, just all of those things so that you can really go from 
that day of, oh my gosh, I'm getting married. I'm so excited to, oh my gosh, I'm married. Now what? (laughs) (laughs) So we're going through, yeah. So the structure is um, very much weaving the sacramental and the practical. So it's preparing, we're helping you prepare for the sacrament of marriage at the same time as you're preparing for the wedding. Cause you have to, you have to do the both at the same time and, you know, walk with you through that. And there's so many expectations, like not just expectations for what your wedding is going to look like. And you get so wrapped up in those details. You can become overwhelmed. What I found about the Catholic wedding planner is I, I'm a checklist girl. I'll literally put items on my to-do list just so I can cross them off because it just yes. feels good. Like that's just, so I saw the checklist, but I think that that helps you not get so overwhelmed. And I remember that about my own um, wedding planner is just being able to have like this organized for some of us who will maybe be a little organizingly challenged. That's a new (laughs) word, just made that up. Um, I I think that this really helps women just prepare themselves for not being overwhelmed because it is overwhelming. Most people are moving, right? You're, You're not only planning this big, huge day, but a vacation at the same time and you know you're going to be moving into a new home maybe you have it set up but you still have to physically put yourself in it so many changes How, does this book planner help it and with that at all that whole expectations and kind of preparing for that and Rebecca kind of just spoke to that a little bit but maybe Mary Beth you have something to add yeah, I, you know, it's funny you said that about being organized. Um, I actually complained about this last week because it hit me that this is true about me, that I don't make checklists because it's one more thing I have to do. And yet <laughs> I need the list. And so I thought this is great because it's providing the list of people like me who say, I know I need it, but I don't have time to make it. That's that's just a bridge too far. So, um, yeah, I think the way the book is set up, it really does help um, even just reminding brides to be that this is a reality you're going to need to think about. Are you going to change your name? In fact, I will be using that list to change my name as soon as the social security office figures itself out because it's still closed in my area. So <laughs> far from, I'm not going to be mailing them my driver's license. So my name is um, still in process of being changed. But um, yeah, so it kind of puts out there, this is something you're going to need to think about. And here are some practical steps that you'll take once you're ready to think about it. Uh, and then within each section, it, it walks through a little bit about um, why that step is important. Um, in fact, I believe we titled that section Becoming One Flesh because the idea is we're moving from preparing for the big party, preparing to celebrate with our family and friends to this new life together in which we are living out a sacramental reality. Uh, and sometimes that sacramental reality looks real nitty gritty, like stocking your pantry. Uh, I thought that was great that Rebecca thought to include even that before your honeymoon. Here's some things to make sure are in your pantry. Um, Just remembering that this lived life together is where we're becoming holy. Yeah. And that was something that was important to me. And I'm actually really grateful of just the timing that the way this worked out, because those are things I don't know that I would have thought about before getting married myself. And so I'm really grateful that I was able to write sections of this after getting married and having gone Mm. through that and go, okay, what would have made that transition easier for me? Because it was hard. (laughs) I mean, I was moving states. I wasn't even just moving, you know, from down the street. It was, it was a big transition. It was like, okay, looking back at that, those were a hard couple first months. How can I make that easier for others? Yeah. And it was, I had the same experience in editing. Um, I did the bulk of editing and then a little bit of writing of my own and gathering of content 
in the six, eight months after I was married. In fact, I was doing, I was wrapping it up as I was preparing for my baby. So it was kind of an interesting walk through all of the possibilities. And in fact, my OB graciously contributed a little bit um, to our portions on NFP and just kind of preparing physically for marriage. So, um, yeah, I it love, was, by the way, that you included NFP. I'm just a side note, love that with that was yes. in there at one point. I don't mean to cut you off, but at one point I was in a Bible study group with 30 women, all Catholic. And I was the only person using NFP because I had mm -hmm. the only person who had at that point, because we're talking, you know, 15 years ago, I had the only person who had heard about it. Not that it's been around for a while, but in Catholic circles, it kind of took a little vacation. Um, and so being able to see that as an option right away and how beautifully it blessed, my, I was able to test, give testimony to the women there that before that, I, I'm going to be just really honest, before that, um, part of marriage is that you have intercourse with your husband, right? Like that's part of the beauty of being married is you get to, you know, enjoy this part of your husband. Um, and a lot of them were complaining about sex in their marriage, that it was a chore that they, and I said, one of the beautiful things about NFP and you get a break like even saint paul writes about this beautiful rest in your marriage if there's a time where you say we're not right right now open to babies right now so guess what here's the chart and my husband i actually in the morning he would put the thermometer in my mouth he would take it out he would put it on the chart so we were doing it together it didn't become just my burden and i think a lot of um birth control i'm gonna use that word um a lot of family planning i like much better but let's say let's be honest this world uses birth control we it's all falls on the woman mm -hmm. and it's all and it's not healthy like they were all talking about side effects and things that were happening to them i'm like i know exactly what's going on with my body all the time because there's no chemical in it there's no about border fascia we don't have to talk about that but that's something i didn't know about that was heartbreaking when i learned about it and i'll put a, yeah. a link in the show notes but um it was just this freedom, this beautiful part of marriage. And I was so grateful that I had heard about it and was able to witness to it was an enjoyable thing in my marriage because it wasn't, I wasn't, you know, it wasn't constantly on. Mm -hmm. It was something that we were working together, planning for children. We weren't surprised when they happened. All right. One of them was a surprise, but only because it happened so fast. <laughs> But it was, it's just such, and I'm so thrilled that you included that because not everybody thinks of that as part of marriage. Everything just kinds of thinks that the wedding plan is, you know, whatever the doctor tells me to do, but you give this perspective is there's more right. and your marriage will be blessed by this right. more. And one of the things I love about um, NFP and particularly actually the, uh, the Cretan model or method, um, which is what Dr. Stroud uh, works with most, is that it teaches you to think of intimacy in a much broader and deeper way. Uh, and so that was something we wanted to integrate into this planner as well, that love is many faceted and has many expressions. And obviously intercourse is one of them, but um, learning to talk to your husband and communicate with your husband and talk about things like finances, for goodness sake, are also steps on that road to intimacy, which is so important as you're preparing for marriage. And I found too, just with the the NFP class that we took during um, during our marriage prep, is it was one of the I don't one of the things that happens often in wedding planning is that the bride's doing all the planning mm -hmm. and the guy's just kind of signing off on things and taking care of you know the wedding ring and the tuxedo. Um, but what I found is just even though that was kind of the way we did it just because I'm 
the one who was all invested in the party <laughs> um, <laughs> was it was something that was it was bringing us closer together just as we were going through our wedding planning is this was something we, and we were really blessed to be able to do it during a pandemic and while doing we, we actually lived two and a half hours away from each other so we were able to do it on a video call with her and i was with the instructor and then carl would video call in and so it was something that we were doing regularly together that we were, it led us into deeper conversations and it just really helped us i think stay closely connected on that on that during that wedding planning well we are coming to the end of our time together it goes by so fast yes. i know <laughs> so uh, but i still want to we still have some time for you to give um you know just your expectations your hope for women who will find the Catholic wedding planner. Um, I, I'm thinking I'm going to stock up on them when I find out my friends get engaged. You know, everyone likes to give a little gift. I think engagement parties have become a thing. Um, they weren't when I was, I, I'm sad they weren't when I was younger, but I think um, this becomes a beautiful gift. And just another thought I had before I ask you, I was actually thinking that pantry list makes a wonderful shower gift. So like after your wedding and you still have this great planner at home, when you're trying to think of what to buy, I'm all about practical gifts. Um, get yourself, um, you know, fill that pantry for your friend because that's a hard thing. People don't think about that cost of kind of, you just assume, you know, because you grew up in a house with salt and ketchup, it's just, it's just gonna be there. Laundry <laughs> detergent, paper towels, these things are just gonna uh, appear and, and they don't, you all actually have to supply those. So. Right. Um, I think that list makes a beautiful shower gift uh, check off. At least I'm thinking that way. Uh, so starting with Mary Bethlehem, because you're on my left here in the in the video, wh why don't you share your expectations, what you hope for women who will, um, brides who will come across the Catholic wedding planner? Yeah, um, our big hope, well, at least my big hope, is that brides will find a kind of peaceful haven as they prepare for their wedding. And so what we really tried to do again was just integrate it throughout with practical. Now let's just pause and be with the Lord or be with your fiance. And so just having that perspective as you plan for this big day, no matter how stressful it gets, that what we're really planning for is the sacrament we're about to receive and then live out together for as long as the Lord lets us. Um, and so my hope would just be that brides will will find that here, find that balance. Uh, and then something like you said, uh, Allison, that they can keep and come back to over the years because we do leave some space for them to reflect and take their own notes. So that's my hope. 32 years later, I still have mine and I still really enjoy reading it. Um, I do laugh though at the cost of things, but that's another story. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, ladies. It was like 17, no, it was 9.95 for chicken dinner, but it was probably the cheapest place you could have a venue. I know you can't even get a drink for 9.95. <laughs> so there's that. So Rebecca, what about you? What, what is your hope for those uh, brides out there looking for a, a way to kind of enhance their their sacramental, beautiful marriage. Yeah, really what I what I hope is just that they get this feeling of accompaniment um, because that's really what I was thinking of as I was writing, as I was um, just kind of helping create this is, I remember how overwhelming it was for me. I remember how overwhelming it was for the friends that I was helping and just that, you know, let us, let us hold your hand and walk you through it and let this be where you, where you turn back to when things get crazy. Um, but just that, you know, that you're not alone. You're not, even, you know, even if you're 
sometimes even though as much as you dearly love your fiance and as much as you love your family and friends sometimes you just you're stuck alone with the reality that i'm making a huge transition in my life um yeah. and i want this book to be that friend that's there um to just help you to help you keep moving forward oh my gosh i love that um so this is beautiful i can't tell you um how I am so thrilled that you've both put this together, that you kept forging forward that nudge that the Holy Spirit put on your heart, because honestly, I've not seen anything like that out there. This is the Catholic wedding planner, our Sunday visitor. Uh, how can we purchase it? How can we find out more and get this in the hands of our, our new brides? Well, we always say first, uh, osvcatholicbookstore.com. You can find it there. Uh, and you can also find it on Amazon. Uh, and then uh, you might be able to find it through your local Catholic retailer. If not, you can mention it to your local Catholic retailer. Uh, but definitely osvcatholicbookstore.com and Amazon would be the first places I would send. And actually saying that, it, I don't know if people realize this, but if there's not a book in their local Catholic bookstore or the retailer, they can suggest it. And I highly recommend bringing in your copy with you, especially if you've been blessed by it, showing the retailer what this book was, because so many people go into those stores looking for gifts. Exactly. And this is a gift. I mean, this, it's a ministry for most of the Catholic bookstores. You know, they're there as a resource. So you want to get that in there. So again, if you live near a bookstore, please recommend they carry at least one copy. I'm sure exactly. they won't regret it at all. And I would suggest to um, ordering it through them uh, because that helps support them as well as OSV um, to order directly through them instead of, you know, there are, there are plenty of other routes. They're very convenient, but that is one that so if you're if you're a shop small do it that way that is idea. that is great advice great idea because we i mean we don't we think about supporting local business and i don't think sometimes we realize that we can order our books through them that they can mm -hmm. get them for us and also gives them ideas of what's out there so great advice really wonderful project ladies so happy to have you with us today mary beth giltner and rebecca martin thank you so much Thank, Thank you, you, Allison. It was great. So the Catholic Wedding Planner, our Sunday visitor, our Sunday visitor, catholicbookstore.com. I will have, or is it .org? It's .com, it's right? osvcatholicbookstore.com. Mm -hmm. Okay, excellent. We will have all those links for you. Thank you all so much for being with us. You have been listening to A Seeking Heart with Allison Jingris, distributed through Breadbox Media. God bless.